You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 49. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's crack a like in podcast world? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 49. Corrente Nueve. Ow! Man, one away from the hot 50 here. Yeah. Coming Cre- in hot. It's creeping on 50, baby. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe. Hard Sounds like a hot believe. 50 to me. <laughs> hot 50, hot 50. <laughs> oh, man. On today's topic, we are going to be discussing um, being overwhelmed in life. That could be, you know, your jobs. Just life in general, family happenings, um, something you're working on, can't get, achieve that goal, whatnot. Um, kind of thought it'd be a good topic, and I actually threw this out to the guys a couple days ago. We're trying to give John some forewarning on what we're doing. Little does he have no outline, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's true. So I did not have an outline. Trying to get a little back in the fold of some routine with, with that. And at the time when I mentioned this out, I wasn't feeling overwhelmed at all. But as we sit here today... <laughs> Pretty overwhelmed. <laughs> you do look like you've got a lot going on in your world. I mean, you got the the locks of love that keep growing. I like the new feathered look you have going on. So it's progressing nicely. Um, you got a whole lot of stuff on your plate this morning, and you got a whole lot of stuff on your plate for the afternoon, too. So I'm glad that you showed up, buddy. I'm here for you, man, and I'm glad you took that box right out of my hands when I walked in. You just mm-hmm. knew I needed the help. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's so friends are for it. I take a load off, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there is a lot going on. So actually, I think Craig's got some good principles he's going to share with us today on feeling overwhelmed, try to implement some of them myself. And I'm sure John's going to have another little off the cuff for us on how he gets through some stuff. And then I've got a few thoughts to share with you all. So we thought it'd be a good topic. Also, holidays upon us here, Thanksgiving just passing us by and Christmas right around the corner. Thought it'd be a good, uh, good topic to bring up because I think we all tend to get a little overwhelmed during those times. Yeah, you know, the holidays are a big, big part of um, people having increased stress. Uh, and that can happen for a variety of different reasons. You know, some people don't have the family or no longer have the family connection that they may once have had. Um, sometimes it's just getting ready and getting prepared to have your family over. Um, that can be stressful whenever you're running behind, trying to clean the house, trying to get things cooked and get things together. It can be a uh, a difficult thing and can get overwhelming at times. Yep, I think that's really well said, buddy. And before we get on to some of these modalities we can use to get ourselves feeling not so overwhelmed, why don't we hop into the good old would you rather? Johnny boy. Pass. Okay, Craig. <laughs> okay, just joking. Oh. <laughs> Steve took a hard left <laughs> there. I was like, oh, impromptu would you rather. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wanted to throw it to Craig, and Craig was like, I could just see it on his face. I know. There, go. there goes like, John. No, just left I'm out of here. No. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a surprise, though, Craig? Okay, so this is going to be an interesting one, I think. 
Would you rather continue your life as it is right now or restart it over again? Interesting. I'm am I going first? Yeah. Whoever wants to take it first. I think at go. this point I would I would definitely continue it. Um it's been a long journey and I can think and we've reflected on all the old podcasts, the the joys, the sorrows, the the good times, the bad and you know you know it's it's been a wild journey but where I'm at now with my family and my life and and you know my ultimate goals to do the best job I can on this earth so I can then go visit our Lord and Savior in the afterlife. So I think I'm, I'm making some progress. Now, don't get me wrong. If you restarted and you knew everything, I mean, I guess what's scary is I, I don't know that I would do things in the same sequence. So I may not have, you know, you think about the timing of how things have to happen to have the kids you have today and the wife you have today and to try to like recreate that and get you there knowing that if you took a different path, you wouldn't have what you've got today. And that would be kind of freaky. Now, you can go buy Apple stock when it first came out. <laughs> go buy Bitcoin when it was first invented. You know, those things would be fun. But uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with stay where I'm at. I'm gonna second that, CC. No doubt. I'm glad to be where I'm at. You but I will say, if I'm being honest, <clears throat> the first thing that came to my mind I could have got to see John. Like I I, I would have preferred to be friends with you more than like five years. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the stuff that we only get to imagine to hear about Craig. Like, that's what I would love if uh, the restart, figure out how to be friends with John sooner and definitely be friends with Craig sooner. You, you walk up like, you don't know me, but I'm about to be your friend. <laughs> I feel like high school. <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> no, but I, I think that, um, you know, this this life we live, I'm, I'm with Craig. It's, it's really precious and living toward the, the eternal happiness, so to speak, and life, it's funny, has not gone exactly as I thought would be planned at this point for my own particular life. I think that can be said for all of us here, but um, not where I thought I would be sitting at good old young age of 34 here, but I'm pretty happy the way things have turned out, recognizing them, appreciating them more as they've gone. Still don't know the whole picture for what the Lord had us planned. Maybe that could be one more day left for me, or hey, it could be another 50 years or something to go, but um, I'm pretty happy with the lessons I've learned, the people I've met. So I would say I'm good being where I'm at, man. You going to give us a hard right and go somewhere else with this, John? Well, I would have liked both of you to be there the night that I danced on the ceiling. You know the song? Oh, so what a feeling when you dance on the ceiling. Yeah. I actually did that one night. This doesn't surprise me. Uh, that was, one of, the first, <laughs> that was a, what, one of the first things that popped in my head when you were like, oh, I'd like to see that. I'm like, man, that would have been. Somebody should have videoed it's that. A lot that of things I would nice. like to see that. I've that heard. would have been uh, an interesting thing to put out there for the <laughs> listeners to to listen to. But I expected both of you to have follow up questions before you answered the. the you uh, we can't get you straight. Sometimes you want us not to deviate well, off the path. Sometimes I mean, you want usually us. Usually we say, "Well, what's the?" Yeah, don't get me wrong. Different things cross my mind, but I just kind of ran with it. You know, there's no right or wrong answer, but whenever I threw this out there, I put it as this is an opportunity for you to relive your life, not change any of the situations that you went through. So just to go through that. Oh, you get a play, replay. Just kind of get a replay is what I got. What so knowledge would you have thinking, of your existing life? Yeah, I don't think that you would necessarily have any knowledge of your existing just get a life. Replay. Oh, okay. you just get a replay. So I was oh. thinking, man, I've had an amazing life. I've been able to do some wonderful things. Uh, I really enjoyed the time that I got to go to school and all the great relationships that I uh, built 
with all of my colleagues. Um, that would just be a wonderful thing to be able to do that again. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't take it as, you know, like you were saying, well, you know, I may make some changes. I like the kids I have. I don't want to change it. So uh, for me, I was looking at it, you just get to do a replay. So for me, I would say, let's replay this mother. It's like watching a movie again. Yeah. Now that would be fun. I get it. Yeah. Okay. The excitement on your face. I really can't see I that. I know. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the ceiling dancing. God, I would have paid a I lot of money. i tell you the full story after that. To know then. Yeah. Can't I'm wait sure for that full story. There's more to the story. There's a lot. Look. <laughs> hey, Steve, you want to take this to a level four or five? I think well, you hit a three I last week. I, I'm going to go at 2.5. 2.5. That'd be about uh, it. Yeah. I'm maybe one. He's one trying to work quarter. his way up to 1.75. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, I, th I think Steve. For the listeners there, not to pick on him, but we're going to have it at this one more time. Just mention, I'll tell you the full story after. You see what that's like? I'm sure everyone listening is like, man, what the heck did happen? We're all dying to know. That's how John is with all this stuff. And we are trying, Craig and I, to just bring more John out because we know there's just a lot to give in there. Hey, if you want me to tell the story on the, on the cast, I'll do it. I think we're all on edge. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Story so I'm a... Uh, a big LSU fan. I like to go to the game days and have a good time. And over the years, me and a bunch of my friends have always gone. And we've gone and had a couple of drinks after at the Varsity. So any of you who have been to the Varsity know that there's a balcony area upstairs. And one night we were up there celebrating a victory, having a good time, dancing. And maybe that song came on. I don't even remember what happened. When I go back and do the replay, I'm going to write it down and be like, this is the song that was playing. <laughs> what I did was... Uh, you know, the ceiling's pretty low down there. So what I did was I just did a handstand on a chair and danced on the ceiling. Oh, that's my gosh. That's pretty, yeah. pretty creative. It was pretty exciting. Only if we had camera phones back then. I bet that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I might have dropped down a notch on that. I think I might only be on a 1.5. I'm going to give you a 1.62. 1. 1.62. Yes. That's awesome. Well, I was really proud of you last Good time. Good story. Man. It was an interesting thing. Uh, my wife was sharing that with uh, Andrew the other day, and he's like, I don't understand. How would you dance on their ceiling? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I want you to show him one day. You're like, oh. <sighs> Afraid my shoulder might fall yes, off. Yes, let's bring those days out. back quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think today's topic's, uh, uh, like I was saying here in the prelude, uh, pretty good with all the stuff we have going on. And an example of being overwhelmed for myself, I like to, like on Sundays, pull up my calendar, look at the week ahead, kind of see what I got going on. And I literally remember looking Sunday and thinking, man, it's a short week. Got Thanksgiving. Probably take off Friday as well. Doesn't look too bad. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on the calendar. And then, boom, it's like Tuesday and 1230. And I'm pretty overwhelmed. Like, all the stuff that you don't see pops up. And I think that's pretty analogous to life. Like, you're just kind of rowing along and you don't realize it. And then, boom, you're like, I think it's how we're made in general. Something could happen to us relationship-wise, at work. Or we could just have, like, another different passion in life. Or something's not going the way we foresaw it. But you didn't wake up necessarily that morning. I don't know. You could have a flat tire. You can get in a car wreck. And you're not waking up feeling it. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I'm like, man, what the heck just happened? It's changed fast. Changed on a dime. I kind of think of some things y'all alluded to. Steve talked about the holidays. You talked about, you know, you got a lot of career things going on. So overwhelm could be what we just experienced, the hurricanes and all the bad stuff we have to deal mm -hmm. with, but also with the good stuff. You know, you know, you got a lot on your plate because work is busy or because you're going to be getting ready for a holiday. So maybe it's like um, 
you know, just kind of being inundated with a lot of good or a lot of bad can seem like overwhelm. And it has for me in my life. What about y'all? Yeah, I would agree. You know, it can be good and bad. You know, in this particular situation uh, right now, Lake Charles that we have going on, um, you know, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with the whole insurance process, um, talking to them about claims and other things like that. So for me, having to communicate with people that are speaking a language that I'm not fluent in, um, it's it's been an overwhelming process that I'm trying to navigate through. Uh, obviously, Hot Dog has been here and answered some of the questions that I've had about some of the specific things that I needed assistance with. Um, but that's one thing that's been going on currently right now in my life that's uh, a bit overwhelming. Yeah, man, I, I see that a lot with people. And it is kind of interesting when you get into those waters that you're not used to that someone else may, in that particular instance, I do have a, a fair amount of knowledge, but that would be like myself if I got injured or go to buy a house or something, something you don't know a lot about. It's easy to get overwhelmed. And one of the things I find that you that does calm you down in those situations is spending some time with the knowledge, you know, grappling with it, studying it, trying to understand, talk to someone who may know. Um, it kind of goes back to preparation in life. Like if you're prepared for something, it kind of can bring that, bring your confidence level up and bring the nerves, anxious, overwhelmed feelings down. It's like I, I think we all like to check the box and be done with the, the thing at hand. And stuff like her, like Steve mentioned, insurance. It's not. It doesn't go away. It hasn't gone away. It will go away one day. But it's like it's a layer that you just add to your life that you know it's going to take time. You don't have the answers. We rely on our friends and professionals to help us navigate those waters. But it's like carrying that backpack, like Steve carried his wife uh, through <laughs> the jungle. You know, just you keep adding something to the bag, and it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And what are ways we can do to sort of unload the backpack or take a load off? Either actions we take or leaning on our friends and family to help carry the load carry the cross you know i think about maybe a family member going through cancer or one of their close family members has cancer it's it's happening it's always happening like they're mm -hmm. always getting treatment it's not going away and so when you revisit the anxiety of are they going to get better what's this mean and you know and you stack that on top of work and you stack it on top of fixing your house and it could really get you down so like what are ways that we can tackle that and you know, Cece, I think that's a great point. When I was thinking overwhelmed, I probably did look through it through the negative lens, the lens of when something's going wrong, all the examples I cited are things that you didn't imagine to be happening to you that overwhelm you. But I think it's a great point. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed for the good. Um, can liken it when, you know, in, at the restaurant, I still remember when we first got Botsky's, who I would go down there for lunch and line would be out the door. It's a great thing, man. We got business, there's people in here. And I'd be like, oh shoot. Are we going to serve six people right? Too many errors are being made. Just jumping. But when you, it's sometimes good, that delicate balance of, well, I wouldn't want anybody in here. Then I'd be overwhelmed that we don't have anybody in the place versus having somebody and then knowing to appreciate those instances uh, whenever they do come along. So I think that's a pretty cool point right there. Them old buddy Tony said. Oh, right. <laughs> here yeah, we, we go. Tony for a T Dog back again. I got to mention him at least once an episode. <laughs> but he said something one time that kind of stuck with me. He said, See it as it is, not worse than it is. Yeah. So at the moment, a lot of times we have the thing in front of us and we, we see all these negative aspects that it could be, but really just look at it for what it is and it's really not that bad. So that was just something that kind of comes to mind whenever faced with challenges. And we'll get into some of those. Yeah, you know, some of the things that you, you talked about, CC, about uh, going through a process and it being maybe more drawn at, out than you would like for it to be, like the things that we're dealing with, the with the insurance, with fixing our houses, other things like that. 
you know, for me personally, I feel like I'm results oriented. Um, so in order to not be able to finish and complete and be done with this process, uh, is something that I think wears on me. Um, and probably a lot of people who are, you know, results oriented kind of people. Um, so that's another thing that I think can be overwhelming for people is just not to be able to get to a finishing completing point, Mm -hmm. uh, which most of us in our area are stuck in right now. Yeah, I think that's true. I guess in my line of work, for the most part, dealing with people who are hurt now that the hurricanes, they're, they're a process in and of themselves. And I remember when I first started practicing law, somebody once told me, man, you got to have a lot of patience. This process, you can't just boom. It doesn't just happen. Um, and I think I found that out in the majority of my life. Almost anything that you want to achieve or do or even get off the list, most things you're getting off the list are small things on a bigger list. Even if you're treating patients like y'all are and you get somebody taken care of it's still there's still a greater calling a greater cause because you're you know it's a it's a life commitment that you're committed to and i think one of the things that i try to do in these scenarios is uh and it's kind of speaks a little bit of tonyism over there is simplify the situation try to pick apart try to find one thing that you can accomplish focus on the one thing it's kind of like right now at the office i was actually telling courtney to this i'm sure she'll be tuning into this episode and chuckle We've got a lot on our plate, and I'm like, hey, look, right now, everything else is going to take a time out until we get this one thing done. Because once you can, whenever you have that one thing kind of clouding over you, if you can, a bunch of things, one big thing clouding over you, take the biggest thing out, the rest become a little clearer. You can start knocking them off, things like that. That's a great point. So schedule the one big task, the one big boulder in your way. Yeah, that's how I like to look mm-hmm. at it because if I have a, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, boulders, so to speak, some <laughs> big, some small on our list right now. But the one personally for me that probably gives me the most feeling of being overwhelmed, anxiety, whatever is the biggest, but it's one that can, it takes the longest time, but can be accomplished because once that one's out of the way, the rest, they they just start going down the mountain, so to speak. You can dot, 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 versus if you do the smaller ones, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I could see the argument of build some confidence, et cetera, but that big thing's still weighing on the mind a little Mm -hmm. bit. You ever think about like, and I think about this sometimes you can tackle a task. Like you feel very empowered some days, like you could have a big list and feel like you own the world and you're just going to shoot them down. And other days you just don't have that something in you to get you through it. Maybe you're a little heavier, your heart's a little heavier. Um, and sometimes, and like I have patience and Steve has patience. I know where they'll have some degree of pathology, call it minimal. If you'd like, and you have two people and for one person, it's the end of the world and they seem very distressed about it and very emotionally overwhelmed. And the other person's like, okay, you know, it's all good. And so there's like this, there's this undertone, this emotional undertone that sort of defines how they experience that thing in life. Uh, so I think a lot of times overwhelm can be caused by some other subconscious stress, uh, traumatic life experiences, emo- relationship issues, things they're going through that might sort of be the way they filter these life experiences. And then you kind of affects your ability to think and act rationally. And so... You know, I'm thinking of like, what are some of the self-care things we can do to sort of clear our minds and our hearts and put us in a state to face these boulders and challenges? What are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, I think that's a good point, what you were talking about. Uh, You know, the example with patients, um, you know, if they have an issue that may be overwhelming them, you know, you and I see this kind of stuff on a daily basis. So something that may be a condition that for them is you know, they feel like it's the end of the world. It's overwhelming. Um, I think it's always good to look to whatever 
authority figure you may have in your life for an answer, for, a, for some help, for a boost to get you in the right direction. So in our office, um, you know, whenever we see these patients, we try to explain that process to say, you know, this is what's going on with you. These are the problems that you have. This is a fixable issue. This is how we're going to address it. So that can happen in many different avenues. Um, that's just an easy example to look at uh, as far as, you know, things you and I do on a daily basis, CC. Yeah, I think that's a good point, looking to somebody with some for some advice, et cetera. And I think what's key, Craig, and I think you may allude to some of this stuff here in a little bit, is being able to uh, make some progress on something also can can be helpful it's just weird to me and craig and i both kind of hit on it here a little bit the fact that like it can change really fast you can go from being not overwhelmed to being overwhelmed just as much as you can go from being scared about something to excited about something mm-hmm. the human emotions we get to experience and i really kind of since yesterday was thinking about this a lot <laughs> like why does it just change like that you know is it something that i could like do better forward look or is it just and i think to the latter it's just something that's kind of part of life it just changes like one day you you don't know it and then boom the love of your life walks in your life you're just living along you just don't realize or Ooh. boom you're just rolling down the street and you're like man i want to try this for lunch today you just feel different and i i'm often wondered like what makes those kind of things happen yeah you know life does change dramatically and uh i think that if you were more focused on the right here and now and everything that's going on around you and not looking at the big picture, you may have more oscillation of those emotions like you were saying. Now everybody gets scared or excited or has joyous things happen. Like we talked about uh, last week, um, my nephew was praying for a little brother and y'all oh, yeah. saw the video of how excited he was uh, whenever that came through. But just sitting back and looking at the big picture um, may be a way to not have those spikes of some of the emotions that you may not want to experience excessively. Yeah. It was uh, one of the things I had read that said things change quickly when you start doing something. A lot of times, at least for me, if I sit still and just kind of go through the list and rehash all the good and bad that could happen. And you, if you let some negative self-talk come in, it's like you just start focusing on it and fixating on it. And then sometimes just moving, taking action, uh, getting in the car, start driving, you know, go to that restaurant, just put yourself in different scenarios, take action on those little tasks, mix up who you're mingling, just start doing something. Life evolves and it takes a left, takes a right, and things start changing. It might help kind of address those issues. Yeah, that's really well said. Uh, actually, myself the other day, I was thinking about some work stuff, stuff I had to do, and I like literally realized, man, a whole hour just passed. I've been sitting in the same chair, <laughs> looking at this same stuff, reading this same stuff. I've done nothing about it. Like, what a waste. And it almost becomes paralyzing if you do that. You you fixate it on too much. You think about it. Well, I could do this. could do that. Well, why don't I want to do this? Well, what about doing that? Versus just literally, okay, I'm going to go down this path. If it doesn't work out, oh, well, I could have wasted as much time going down the wrong path as I did sitting there thinking about what the heck I was going to do. You need to get that green dot in action and go. Yeah, no, it is one of the, the non-green dot ways that I am, you know. <laughs> I have a little mix of everything, but I normally am just like jump off and go do it. But sometimes you can like lock up. You're like, man, I wonder what the right mode here is. Which way should I go? And you start making it a bigger deal than it actually is in your mind versus just kind of going down that path, which I do for the most part. Yeah, you know, it's a good idea to contemplate and make, um, you know, have some genuine thought about what is the best action step moving forward but 
sitting there and, uh, you know, ruminating on something without any action, you know, like you said, can be paralyzing and counterproductive. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think another thing that I remember in the past from Tony, (laughs) basically it had to do, you know, you you feel a lot of stress and anxiety whenever your thoughts or idea of what life should be like or your standards, you feel like you're not meeting that. You know, if that's a certain level of productivity, if it's a certain career thing, if it's a relationship thing, whatever standard or idea you've set for yourself, if it's not aligning, it creates an anxiety. And really, it's never that bad, but it's, you know, it's just a breakdown of your thoughts, not necessarily a breakdown of your true life. You know, it's not as bad as you think. And so, you know, everything up to that point is a gift. And I'm like you, Matt, I got that Rolodex in my head where I'll have literally 10 different areas of my life I need to address, whether that's a relationship, spiritual businesses, whatever, you name it. And I'm, I'm just sitting there staring at all 10 and each 10 has a list of 20 <laughs> and I'm yeah, sort of just, list. and I'm kind of like, okay, uh, crap. And I'll go through <laughs> each one and, and then I might give each, you know, you're not good for any of them if you're just scattering your thoughts and attention and all of them, but just, um, picking one, sticking with it. And sometimes, you know, none of them are the right answer and you need to be in that good place spiritually. So it might be going to prayer, going to an area of gratitude, getting the exercise, clearing your heart and soul and mind, you know, and then finding something to make progress on. Cause I think when we're making progress with something, we truly feel alive and that could be a progress on a project or it could be progress in a relationship or just, you know, doing one, one little thing that day that lifts someone else's spirits. Absolutely. I think progress is the key to a lot of things in life. And, Another thing that I think can be a benefit or I've noticed for myself, actually, man, it seems like this is all correlating right with my life right now. Um, green is, tea. is yeah, Green tea, absolutely, <laughs> um, is sleep. And I've been running pretty hard the last, I don't know, months. We all have really since the storm and then the McGlathery law happenings that we've been working through. And Saturday night, I had a pretty good little headache. Went, saw a buddy of mine, came home. It was, I don't know. 10 o'clock, something like that. And I literally went to sleep at 10. I didn't wake up till 8, like 8.15. That's a really long run for me. I don't know if I've ever slept that long in the last, I don't even know how long, like consecutively. And man, I woke up and I was almost like a whole new person. Energy was high. Mind was much clearer. So I think we can tend to get overwhelmed in life when we're low on sleep. We all know about my one sleep deprived happening back in the day and that'll get you where your mind's running quicker than it should be not as clear as it should be you can start making things much bigger deals than they would be and man i noticed getting some sleep it was did a world a ton for me mentally physically as well i think that's awesome man like our bodies you know taking care of how we eat you know we eat um you know exercise prayer sleep I think we set ourselves up for success the best we, you know, the more we can do to kind of address those things. Um, at least for me, it's been like that. I slept really good. Shoot, y'all, one night this week, I crashed so hard. But I woke up, it was freezing cold. Our AC was on 66. Get it. That's where it needs to be. Ooh. Dude, I realized as Ooh. soon as that temperature drops to like 66 or 65, 67, it's like the sweet spot. You go into a coma. Dude, <laughs> uh, that's why I sleep with it at 64, 65 yeah, every night. Dude. That's the magic right oh, yeah. there. And like last night, I kind of was a little restless, woke up, was like, yeah, is it hot in here? It was probably still 68 or so, but it has to be absolutely 65, 66. Oh man, I'm glad to hear this, CC. <laughs> well, it gets pretty freezing in my house during the winter time, so y'all n- y'all notice the next time that we record. Um, I don't like to run my heater. Um, I just don't like the way that it dries out my sinuses. So, 
it's got to get really cold in my house uh, in order for it to kick going. So I'm going to test out that theory and see yes. when we start freezing, how well am I sleeping? <laughs> Dude, I think there is some science behind that. I, think I mean, so. I, I have a hard time. You're right. I'll go somewhere and it could be 68, 69, which is a lot of people sleep on it at that. And they're like, that's freaking cold. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to. We need if not, we need a fan running. We need something. I like the cold. I feel yeah, like too. it does does me some good and so far sleeping for sure. Yeah, anytime that I'm trying to um, learn new material, and I did this a lot whenever I was in school, when I get to the point where I would just kind of ran out of steam and overwhelmed by, you know, what I needed to do, um, I would go to sleep. And for some reason, I would uh, kind of run through the stuff in my head while I was sleeping. Um, and it allowed me to wake up in the morning and be rejuvenated. And I felt like I was able to absorb the information uh, during that time. So taking a break resting is definitely a good idea to help calm down some of those overwhelming feelings. You know, John, you mentioned uh, looking to people for advice, questions, things like that. What about leaning on past experiences? A lot of times we've been through a situation that's similar to what we're going through, or if it's not similar, some of the tools that we use to get us out of a past situation, we can use some of those same tools in the current situation we're in to even just mentally know, hey, been there, done that, or, man, what did I do last time I was in this kind of situation? That's actually a good point. You know, you probably have felt this way before. You know, you did something to get over it. Or if you haven't, a human being has been there before and had this problem. So looking back at times you've tackled it, I know I've had that happen many times. It's sort of you look back at some of the big accomplishments you had in your life or some big challenges you had, and you look like, man, that was... At that time in my life, supposedly it was like a lot more difficult, you know. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot. I mean, I was, there was a time when I was, you know, in med school and residency and not sleeping and babies and just all this craziness and no money. And I'm like, God, it was some of the best times of my life. But looking back, you'd think that would be some of the most stressful times. And then different picture today. So I think that's a bit good point, looking back at how you overcame those things and, and reflecting on them out of gratitude maybe for getting through it and giving you the courage to move forward. Yeah, I think that it's interesting, just like I keep kind of honing in on sometimes in life, I don't understand why it just changes on a dime. Something different happens. You're thinking differently, feeling differently, all those kind of things. Just as much as I think one of those greater life things that we don't understand, we're put in certain situations that are similar to something that happened to us in the past. Might not be the exact facts or people or scenarios, but it's a similar situation to where we can lean and learn from the past and use some of those tools going forward. Yeah, I definitely think you can learn from your your past uh, experiences. It's a very good uh, way to look forward and learn from your mistakes. Um, Also, looking to friends and family, you know, people who you have confidence and trust in is another good way to, um, you know, look, maybe get somebody to look at something from a different perspective for you. Um, Another thing is, you know, like CC was talking about, um, most of the things that are going on have been going on since the beginning of time. So somebody else has probably experienced this. And in this day and age, you know, it's easy just to do a quick search and see, um, you know, how other people have dealt with, you know, whatever you may going through, may be going through and look for um, an avenue or help to boost you over and get over that process that you're struggling with. Yeah, and I can personally speak to it. Um Truly, when John did the Would You Rather, I was like, man, I wish I could have. One of my first thoughts was could have met y'all earlier in my life. Um, but I think y'all came into my life for a lot of reasons. I've learned a lot from both y'all. I've leaned on on y'all in some situations where I've had 
uh, felt overwhelmed, stressed in life. And y'all have both been able to help me out immensely. So I think leaning on friends, family, uh, people who have been down that road, people you can trust. I think that comes down to also being able to trust the person who's helping you or giving you the advice. I think that's huge, guys. If you think about it, um, you know, why do I reference Tony? You know, he's helped me get over a lot of those things or the miracle morning. Like it's somebody who's been someplace that has accomplished something or they have a, a, a strategy, a theory, uh, something they can tell you that might give you the tools to, to tackle whatever you're fighting to reduce the chances of you feeling overwhelmed and giving you courage and strength. Um, I got an interesting twist. Um, I saw this book. I, bought, I haven't read it yet. And I don't know if I'll ever read it. It's on a long list of CC books. It's on a long list of books. Twister. But this title kind of caught my attention. And tell me your thoughts on this. It was The Power of Saying No. Mm. I think I'm personally a pleaser, and I like to avoid conflict for the most part. So I'm not, you know, I tend to kind of steer myself in areas where I'll avoid the conflicts, right? So saying no is means you're going to have to address the situation and walk, you know, defend your position. And I know a lot of times we tend to say yes, 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 yes. And you can only say yes so much to the point where maybe it overwhelms you. Now, thinking of like, um, you know, certain community obligations, tasks, clubs, you know, it's one thing to help your friend in need. That's That goes without saying. But, hey, do you want to, you know, do this thing? Do you want to come and work this project? I mean, there's things we have to do to give back. But at what point can you say yes so much that you feel this played up and it's just more than you can handle. Yeah, you're giving diminished returns. Mm-hmm. Almost the, you know, the bad's outweighing the good. I think that's a great point, and I'm with you, CC. I have a hard time saying no, um, and I have a hard time also when it comes professionally and or even the restaurant, whatever it is, doing something like for money. Like I would rather just do it to help people too. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I struggle with both those things, but I think – I have learned, and that's what came to my mind, diminished returns. You can get to where you're spread so thin that the help you're giving somebody is not intentionally, but it's half-hearted. It's half of what you could give if you had more to put. It's why it took me forever to go on the axe retreat. I said no <laughs> for the longest time because <laughs> I couldn't give what I probably would have wanted to and or wasn't where I needed to be to do those kind of things. Um, so I think that's a great point and can relate. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you can spread yourself too thin. And uh, personally, I don't have a whole lot of problem saying no or yes to things that, me, I, like, me no that I like to do. But I, ha- I do have other people in my life that I do see that have problems with that um, and can stretch themselves too, too thin and um, you know distract them from what they may really need to accomplish. Um, but another thing that I think is really important is not going all the way and saying yes or going all the way and saying no Mm -hmm. and saying maybe kind of um probably you know some of those words that um you communicate that aren't giving a clear picture of what you're willing and able to do um it's an interesting point that i took a communications class a number of years ago and uh, that was one of the things that they showed cause a lot of anxiety and cause a lot of problems in friendships relationships is inappropriate communication you know you say well yeah i'll probably come by but in the back of your head you're thinking i really don't have time i don't Mm -hmm. want to tell them no Mm -hmm. um but i'm just going to say i'll probably or maybe come by and you know you have two different expectations of what's going to come out as a result of that so 
taking that a little bit further, I think sometimes using the language to ease your way out of it from not having to say no and saying maybe kind of can cause more problems, maybe not for you, but for the person that you're dealing with. What do y'all think about that? A hundred percent agree. I'm one who appreciates, and all of us have done this from time to time, so I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I appreciate the straightforward like, hey, this is where it is. I'll give you two examples of the people sitting at the table here. Craig, the other day when we went and looked at some houses, and I was like, hey, we're going to Crown Eagle, me and Joe and the crew. And I know Craig really wanted to go. And it was pretty hard for Craig to be like, can't make it. <laughs> but he did. He actually was really straight. And I was like, because I'm a yes person too. I can relate when you struggle to say no. I was like, hey, dude, no problem. I was trying to just make Craig feel good about it. But I felt bad. But Craig was so honest. And then we have John. Opposite sometimes. I'm, I'm liking this advice you're giving. But I would love it if you would use it yourself when it comes to Going to lunch, <laughs> going to dinner. I thought it was just the last minute invites you didn't like. It's the last minute invites, but I'm going to give you an example just yesterday. I'm like, hey, buddy, going to go to lunch. Would like you to come to this lunch. Think you could give some good input to, input to the lunch. And John did say, hey, got a commitment at noon. Probably can't come. May be able to swing by completely up in the air. Not going to be there. Not not going to be there. Maybe I'll swing by. And what happened? John just fumbled on him, which was great. John really actually saved the day short of side. I'm going to try to bring him up here. Save Ooh, the day in that, finally. In, nice. in that situation. But um, Like the alligator. <laughs> oh, now, yeah, yeah, so that was awesome. Alligator the dog. Yeah. But um, a situation where I was like, you know, I've gotten used to it. It's kind of John's ways. But you are really straightforward in life. I will give you that. But sometimes when it comes to lunches, not so much. Well, the situation yesterday, you I would agree. I did not give you a definitive yes or no answer on that. Um, I laid out, hey, I've got this, these you things did. that I have to do. I don't know that I'm going to be able to accomplish this and get in. I'll try. And that was the best answer um, that I could give you at the, that time. So it was a I agree. Surprise. It was not um, a direct answer, yes or no, but it wasn't something that I thought was really game changing for either one of us. It was game changing for me. Well, uh, this is awesome. I, I got John's help. So I guess I I'm a game changer it. now. That's awesome. In this <laughs> situation, it was. And good to your point, out. Steve, that's actually good. I think not being clear. I mean, if there's truly you're on the fence because you want to do something, but you have to check your schedule, that's one thing. But to just kind of dodge the no by kind of putting this ambiguous answer out there i mean if anything it probably just adds to the overwhelm because you haven't really committed yet so the the answer is still floating are you going to do it or not do it and that's overwhelming for you the person who's waiting to hear from you they're waiting for an answer and so you you, you kind of perpetuate the overwhelm or the anxiety and as opposed to saying a clean yes or no you know maybe that's a great point, CC, because the person on the other end of this asking, and that really wasn't the case. I'm giving John a hard time about yesterday. Um, lighthearted example. But in some <laughs> situ- in some situations, people really who are asking, and you're the person that's like, man, I don't know, but I feel bad. It's a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. Whatever that answer is and however you answer to it, how they're going to react to it. you know, Or what, what steps they're going to take that's after right. that. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I think those are some very good points. All right, guys. It's time to segue ourselves into the good old segment of... What made you hit the gas? What made you put the brakes? <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> Overwhelms me every time. Yep, it's, he's overwhelmed with it. <sighs> and I think we're going to flip it over to our boy CC this week. What you got, brother? Oh, man. Thank you, brother. Um, let's see. I think I'd, I guess I hit the brakes. <laughs> Maybe gas. We'll see. Cruise um, controlled. Cruise control. We cruise controlled. No, uh, so we're approaching the holidays. My oldest daughter's in college, and... 
at LSU, and their rule is when you go home for Thanksgiving, uh, we'll see you after Christmas. They don't want you coming back with the assumption that you're going to go home and interact with a different population of people and maybe bring the virus back. So most of their classes are online anyway, so they were able to finish virtually. So anyway, my daughter came home uh, after working her, her shift uh, Saturday evening, and she's here for at least another six weeks. So we're pretty excited. It was finally have the whole family back together again. And if some of our listeners recall, you know, my daughter went to college this past fall. That's our first experience with our family dynamic kind of starting to break up a little and kids going out and leaving the nest. And the, the difficulties that that was as far as your whole life is kind of changing and taking a hard right. And uh, so it's fun to have her back home. We're, you know, cooking and watching movies and cutting up. And her sisters are really enjoying her company. Her mom's really enjoying her company. I'm really enjoying her company. And it's just fun. Going into the holidays really makes you count your blessings to really just appreciate it. You know, whenever you don't have something for a while, you know, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, I know we take things for granted all day, every day with our life, but whenever something's taken from you and you get it back, it's pretty special. And not that she was ever gone. We were able to see her, but that was a special moment. So we're hitting the brakes uh, and then hopefully we'll enjoy the holidays, hit the gas and have a lot of fun and, you know enjoy all the things that the holidays bring. So that's my story for... Man, that's great to have her back. That's awesome. No, yeah. speaking, speaking of the movies, did y'all watch uh, Greater? Yeah, did you? It's on the, it's on the docket. Okay. All, all right. right. So I, I got outvoted by a Sean Mendez documentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently there's the you know these documentary things, and it's like, guys, got this movie. Like, yeah, that's cool, Dad. We're going to watch this. <laughs> um, but man, me and Steve were trying to push it. We were, I was I like, yes, it's he's worth a watch, it. man. Like, I wanted the name so I could say, hey, guys, there's this movie called Greater, and we're going to watch it. And I think they're on board. It's you just, got a whole six weeks to I got six thing. weeks, to, so it'll definitely be Tell on what, next for time movie I'm night. I'm going to push that direction. Yes, away. yes. I look forward to watching it. The next one that's on my list is Just Mercy. I okay. saw it. I already read the book, um, but I want the, the family Dude, to watch I'm it with both me. ways. I haven't seen the book yet, but it's... haven't seen the book? I haven't seen the book. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> However, that worked. But um, anyway, I plan on watching that over the holidays. I uh, really enjoyed the book. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't read it awesome. or watched the movie, I would suggest it. Yeah, guys. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Craig, we'll say, proud of you, buddy. It's been a nice little road for the Morton clan the last two, three months, man. Some new changes. I've seen some growth with Alyssa and Ella um quite a lot at home i think that uh it's going to be good for y'all to be back all together but i think there's been some positives too buddy so proud of you making your way through that and we will be coming to everyone with episode 50 next time where and what we talk about is still in a mystery so we'll see (laughs) i'm just hoping we can work the rita part of the action in here i was going to say when you're overwhelmed every now and again just get a craigery yes (laughs) double top shell 50 (laughs) episode 50 All right, guys. Well, until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Sing